Welcome to the Serie A Show. Hello, everybody. We're back with another episode of the City uh, Show. We hope you are doing well, staying safe wherever you are in the world. All right, let's just get right to it. Chloe Nima, title race over, yes or no? Done, dusted, yes, finished. Over, done, finished. I mean, it's been over. I mean, it was always it was always a pipe dream for Lazio and and for Inter as well to win. This was this is Juve's title to lose, and they're not going to do it because they're Juve and they're consistent. All right, well, Chloe, let's let's start with you because you got a little spicy towards Lazio at the end of the last episode. <laughs> Karma is and, a bitch. <laughs> well, I have to say, okay, so they were missing Immobile. Okay, that's great. What was that? Because that was alarmingly bad. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, um, like in, in in England when Leicester City won the Premier League and it was a big kind of underdog story and um, they teams like that that come from kind of nowhere to win titles, um, they rely on momentum, I think. And uh, Lazio had great momentum. They were unbeaten for all those games. And, you know, I'm not saying that they're, uh, as big an underdog as Leicester City. But, you know, in terms of the fact that Juve are so dominant in Serie A, everyone else is an underdog. Um, and and they've had their momentum massively interrupted. And I think that has completely knocked them off course and, and off track. And it's a shame because it was it was really exciting. Um, but it's, it's just never going to happen now, is it? It really isn't. Juve are not going to lose enough games for it to even be close, I don't think. I took. I had two takeaways from that game. Number one is the fact that Lazio have a very strong starting lineup, up to 13 players. But beyond that, they lack the depth that is needed to mount a serious title challenge. And the second thing is Mila. They were good. They were very, very good. This is, uh, this is the Pioli high that we talk about. Um, that we've spoken about it's short but sweet but when it's when it is at its highest it's damn sweet and Milan were this was they were so good against Lazio I thought they completely nullified um, Lazio in midfield Um, Chalanoglu was brilliant until he was injured until he had to come off injured Ibrahimovic he's got 45 minutes in him but it looks good Rebic always scores when he plays now no, it's Milan. Milan are Milan played really well. I think we should acknowledge that. Um, and let's remember that the last time Lazio lost at home, this can this big, was against Inter in two thousand eight after a storm, a literal literal storm. The game was almost called off uh, until forty five minutes before. So this, you know, Lazio fans shouldn't despair too much. They're still going to make it to the Champions League, which is a huge, huge accomplishment. They've had a fantastic season. Uh, Simone Inzaghi is, 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 is working magic with that team. Luis Alberto, again, his passing. I mean, uh, I, I want to I frame that man's passing and, and put it in, in, a, in, a, in the Louvre or something. It's beautiful the way he plays. Milinkovic Savic, fantastic. No, I, I really think they, they have a great team and, and they shouldn't be dis- too disappointed. Um, they, I, th- I thought this was more down to lack of depth of squad and Milan being really, really good. Yeah, I, I think there's always a middle ground. I, 
Lazio were really bad. Milan were really good. I thought it was a tale of maybe a bit of hyperbole on each end. I don't know if Milan is that good. I don't know if Lazio is that bad. But what do you guys think about what Ibra has brought to the team? In my opinion, I don't even think it's necessarily the goal scoring output necessarily that he's bringing. I think this is just more of an attitude thing that he's bringing, a professionalism, a character. Yeah, it's, it's a winning mentality. I mean, you know, in that way, he's a massive, massive help to Pioli because he's won a lot more than Pioli has. He's got a lot more international experience. And I think having someone like that um, around the team and to to basically help uh, with the coaching and, and help, uh, you know, I guess it's kind of the same as Frank Ribery's. He's brought so much uh, experience and he can put his arm around the younger players and say, look, come on. Um, you need to be better than this. And and you can't underestimate the value of, of having a player like that. Like John says, it's not just about what he's showing on the pitch. I mean, this is this is the role he started having at United uh, during Mourinho's uh, first season with him, isn't it? I mean, it's it's he's had it for the Swedish national team for, for when he played there for the last five, ten years. I mean, this is what he does. He brings on, because he's, he's, a, he's a winner. He, and he's a super professional. And what he brings on is a professionalism and a, and a level of winning mentality that no one, that you can't buy. And that, I mean, when Rafael Leao, all these younger players, because Milan have a very young squad, I think it's the youngest in the Serie A, and he comes in there and he just puts his arm around them and he leads the way. He raises the concentration level at training, off training, He, you know, how you live as a professional to win. That that is that is that is invaluable to to a team like Milan who is trying to find their feet again, and and that is exactly what you say, John. That that's what he does, and he did it as I said, he did it with the first season with with United, um, and 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 when then he got injured and it all came, the wheels came off, and and a little bit, you know, I think that's the role he's got at Milan, and I think that's if he if he extends his contract, that's that's the role he will have. Um, he will he will bring in that winning mentality and that winning Milan mentality that Milan that would they be maybe. absolutely stupid not to keep him for another season particularly yeah. knowing there's going to be a full <laughs> um, sort of reset I guess you would call it with Rania coming in no yeah without a doubt I think it would be insane to keep not keep him um, because he as I said I mean with Maldini and he, Milan um, uh, Ibra is the last of that Milan winning you know the last of the old winning Milan. That link to that old past, and and you can't buy that. So I think it would be mad if if they don't keep him. I guess it depends what Rangnick wants. You know, sometimes they don't they they want to be the top dog, don't they? They don't want another big ego in the dressing room. And I, I guess it it all depends on what he's going to come in and say. But I completely agree. They'd be mad to get rid of somebody who has got such huge experience and can can help the players out so much. So on the other side, Juve, they hammer Torino, who, yikes, uh, <laughs> who in the world knows what it, could, could you, would you have imagined that they are languishing at the bottom, near the bottom of the table? Could, did anybody envision that? No, no. Well, they haven't got, they, they, like, with all due respect, they haven't got a proper coach, have they? I mean, <laughs> no. <laughs> his, his experience is, Well, some would know, say Mazzari isn't a proper manager either. I, I was just about to say that. I would, I would say they've not, had a, they've not had a proper coach, well, since for the past... I mean, look at it. Ventura, Mihailovic, Mazzari, Jesus. What a, what a sorry read. Yeah, but at least, at least you've actually heard of them. I mean, Moreno yeah. Longo, I mean, come on. He's, the biggest <laughs> job he's had is Frosinone. I mean, 
how much of a lack of ambition do you really want? I mean, it, it is ridiculous. And then, and then I noticed in his uh, <laughs> in his delusional post match comments, he says, uh, "Oh God, I he, saw that." He thinks that they matched Juve in the game, and <laughs> that he thinks they were the better team, but but they had some problems in attack, and they had some problems in defense, and they had some problems with their mentality. So. Make of that what you want, but yeah, yeah. Other than that, they did good though. (laughs) (laughs) Aside from A, B, C, no, no. But I mean, for me, Torino is is too good to be where they are. I think this is a shame. I think the fact that they haven't really recovered since Petracchi left, um, they're not really. They need to find their feet, and I hope that Cairo, you know, Urbano Cairo, can find a proper sporting project for this because I think that team is you know I, I like the players they have I like I, li- I think this is it's, they're too good to be to be wasted like this they're a team that should I mean be for around. individuals I'd snap your hand off for six of their starting 11 right now I, t- I take Belotti I take Verdi I take Baselli I, yeah I, I definitely Lianco uh, Berenguer is good Itzo I, I mean you can Ola have Ina. you can Ola have Ina. Ola Ina's good too but yes. you, can, you, you can keep Itzo I don't want to see him anywhere near Inter for me he He's just a he's a sleazier he's a sleazier face than he's he's as useless as Campagnaro, but he's not as nice. Like he's just to me, it's just yeah. Yeah, but they have those players that you love them if they're on your side, and you hate them if they're against you. It's no different than Rincon. Rincon has no ability other than getting under your skin. For me, Uh, but that makes him yeah. it's so is for me it's not about getting under my skin it's more an issue of equality i think inter have enough mediocre crappy players in their squad which we'll get to uh that that we don't need anymore that that, that part of the that part of the quota is, is well and full fulfilled uh, for inter and 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 i just think you know at torino stay at torino but please don't come to inter ever <laughs> yeah again individually i think they have a lot of quality and it's astounding to me that they're languishing where they are on the table it it, it makes little to no sense but who do um, we want to see there who do we want to see there as a coach do you guys have any idea who you want to see uh, no no <laughs> no i really i i mean petraki's gone at roma maybe bring him back and see yeah. if he can pull a name out of his hat i i don't know i would like to see to be honest with you i mean i would like to see what pioli could do with that squad because he's clearly not staying in milan yeah Um, i think i think that's probably about his level to be honest i i think he he could he could certainly achieve the sort of mid-table that is the minimum kind of place that they want to finish and maybe even sneak into the europa league and you know, for a team like Torino, I think that's I think that's pretty good. Mm, for sure, I agree. Or, or I want to say, if Ivan Juric leaves Hellas Verona, I'd like to see him try there because I think his football would be, I think it wouldn't be too much of a stretch for that squad to play the kind of football he plays at Hellas. No, I, I think he would get on well there. But I, I mean, come on, I, I mean they're by the Europa League Verona. I think he'd be insane to leave unless somebody like, uh, you know, Roma, Milan, Lazio came knocking. I, I just don't see him leaving. Um, I would what do love we think? to see you reach at Roma. Well, hold on. This Juve, real quick. So it looks like they're going to win the Scudetto. Um, obviously, the math is on their side. It's not official yet, but they're limping towards that. Is this like one of the most... It, it feels incredibly unimpressive because I saw a bunch of Juve supporters saying, oh, it doesn't really matter this year. We want Europe. And other than wanting to smack them across the face, yes. being like, okay, hard, well... Hard, hard with the 2 really, by 4 
Because like what really? we would all yeah. give for, for yeah, right. even no, one it's so, title. Uh, it's yeah, so, pick it's so, the limb off my body. It's yours. Yeah, um, I mean, it's it's so entitled, isn't it? This whinging. <laughs> it's like, oh, we just went to Serie A for the ninth year in a row. Like, you, just, <laughs> well, you, you just want to smack him right in the face, don't you? Well, it's hold just, on. Is, is this a Juve that was maybe just a little better than the rest and the competition wasn't all that great? Yes. And maybe it was really that... The only reason we saw a quote unquote title race was because they were going through a period of transition or do you yes, think yeah. the other teams were legitimately that good? No, I know. No. I no. think that Juve went through a period of transition <laughs> and even though it was a big, big change for them, it's, it's not really affected them all that much when you look at the points that they've scored. Um, I don't think anybody really is anywhere near um Properly challenging Juve, yeah. Nowhere near. And that's a lot of work to do. They've built this success over such a long time. There's such a lot of work to do. That is so true. And I think that's the scary part. Because looking at what they've done already for next season with Kulusevski, with Bentancur, you know, with with all these players that they've got going in and they're they're going to bring in, I, I, you know, and Sarri's football being imposed on on this team one more year, and and the fact that Dybala looks again like a Ballon d'Or winning player, Cristiano Ronaldo's looking good, Douglas Costa is enjoying life. I mean, all of these players are enjoying life again, and I think they just need to do a couple of tweaks. Um, again, if they bring in Orsolini and Federico Chiesa with Kulusevski, and and if they even bring Pogba, which they they probably can't afford, to be honest, if they're going to offload a lot of players, which I think they can this summer, then they are again. The well, they keep point. selling these Primavera players for twenty million euros who have <laughs> yeah. never played. Who knows? Yeah. yeah, no, but seriously, I mean they, that's that's the Auxilio approach, selling a container full of kids every June to balance the books. Um, but now I think they at a at at a five hundred percent increase. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. 500% markup. Um, no, but no, but having said that, I mean, we got to give Sarri. I mean, look at Dybala. I mean, what a joy he is to watch. That first goal is just... I mean, again, can we go back to how they were actually contemplating selling him this summer? Yeah, can it's we mad. Just revisit that. How... how like, what were they watching that we didn't see? I mean, well, to be fair, I mean, he was, he was pretty awful last year. And I think the... The, the dour kind of last year of Allegri and the terrible football they were playing, it really kind of sucked the life out of him. And I saw um, Sari's post-match interview after the Torino game and he said that um, that he's only just managed to persuade Dybala to stop dropping back into midfield. And that's what he was doing all the time under Allegri. He was just wandering. He didn't hold his position at all. And I think... You know, Sarri deserves so much credit for the way for that sure. he, he's brought Dybala back because I, the player that he was last season, I wouldn't blame Juve at all for cashing in on him because he was awful last year. Mm, he was. Um, and, but, no, sorry, with, go. With the, you know, with the signing of, um, I mean, I don't know a lot about him. I don't watch La Liga, but um, from what other people are saying about Arthur that's coming in, from Barcelona, that it seems like Sarri finally has his Jorginho figure. Yeah. And then, you know, if he gets that, they'll just be away. I mean, think of it. Artur, Bentancur and Kulusevski. And then you have maybe Pogba. And then you bring in Federico Chiesa. They've just in one, just like that, one jiffy rejuvenated. They already started their rejuvenating their defence. De Ligt is a monster. I mean, everyone jokes about him handling the ball and whatnot. 
he's a monster in defense. Their defense, I mean, Sarri, if anything, the, the offense doesn't look so, maybe hasn't been as amazing as it usually is under Sarri, but the defense is unstoppable with this season. They're amazing. They, they barely leak every, anything. And, and De Ligt, after a little, a struggling a little bit, he's, he's looking like a world beater. And with Bonucci, Chiellini, nah, Juve is the team to beat without a shadow of a doubt. They've, they, they've just, they've just you know, in a jiffy like that, gotten rid of Pjanic, brought in Arthur, rejuvenated the squad with Kulusevski, and then a couple of things touches more, and then they'll be playing Sari ball like a, like a, like a self-playing piano. So we're we're attributing this quote unquote title race mm. more to Juve's slow start, their transition, than that anything Lazio or Inter for a certain point have done. Yes, because Inter were never going to chat. This is why I told you guys in the beginning of the season that this is not gonna when you guys were tipping Inter to win the title. No, no, <laughs> they are not they're not to be good fair, enough. it did look good at the beginning. <laughs> oh come on. It's <laughs> You're, you're too much of a, a weathered interfan. <laughs> yes, I have seen this movie for the past thirty years. Yes, <laughs> so yes, I, I I am aware of this. No, no, but seriously, they when I looked at that squad, it's it's not good enough to compete with you. It really isn't. It really, really isn't, and it never was. Um, you know, when when just look at their bench and look at our bench, uh, it's just you know, it's 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 night and day. Uh, but Inter are working on it. I mean, as I said, you can't unless you're, you know, this isn't the this is this isn't the pre-financial fair play era where you can in one summer eradicate all the advantage that another club has built up. This isn't like that. You need a couple of years to 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 fix these things in the transfer window. And and Inter, Inter are on their way ish, but they 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 have they are on their way. But it will take time. It will for sure take time. Well, I guess that begs the question then, how do we get legitimate title races now? Because the thing I hate is, I think it's easy to to hate on Juve for having significantly better revenues than everybody else. But I, I always go back to the thing. It, it's not up to Juve to slow down so everybody else can catch up. That's That's not their prerogative. They don't owe that to anybody. So how do we get how do we get these other teams Milan, Roma, Napoli, Lazio, everybody else, Fiorentina, whoever it may be? How do we get them up to a point where at least we see something that resembles a title race until at least the last month? Stadiums. Yes, I was Stadiums. just going to say. Just going to say. Pure and simple. Yeah. You know it, that really, really is where the other teams are behind. They can't. There is no way in the modern era that they can generate enough revenue to operate um, properly without without having their own stadium. I mean, the model is just so outdated. And we found uh, Palotta has come up against problems, Comiso, the same at Fiorentina, that, you know, they, the the bureaucracy and the red tape, the way that Italy is 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 somehow blocking these people who want to invest they want to progress their teams and and all the time the stadiums are crumbling as much as the the they are on the pitch because it, that underpins everything and any business person would understand that it's 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 crazy it really is yeah again um Chloe, you did a great interview with Comiso about this. He re- he he referenced Roma president James Palotta trying to get a stadium done. 
it feels like you could have had a child in the time who is now driving <laughs> in the time that Roma have not even put a single shovel in the ground for this stadium thing. It's been going on. We're, we're approaching a decade. It's It's been close to insane. But that's because Raji, 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 Raji said no, right? Well, hold on. Camizo's having his own problems, though, too. Yeah, I, I yeah, mean, this Roma is, this is all over. Problems. This is all over Italy. I mean, this is, this is look at Milan and Inter having to argue with Beppe Sala, the mayor of Milan, in, in on Twitter about stuff. I mean, they have meetings and meetings, and Inter and Milan present our solutions, and then they go back. And it's, it's just this around is, in circles the whole yeah, time. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so frustrating. And I mean, I... I was looking at this yesterday. I was I couldn't sleep, uh, and I was looking at transfer market, and I was looking at how how Liverpool have been able to invest and the players they've been invested, and they have a stadium that is old, but they own it. They own it. They've refurbished it, and it takes half of San Siro does. But I mean, how much more money don't they take in? And it's it's just, and that gives them the platform to build uh, to to this super team that has won everything in the last thirteen months. So, you know. The, the, you know, you have to, it's exactly like Chloe says stadium, stadium, stadiums. The Italian teams have to own them, they have to own them, they have to operate them. And in this climate, I don't understand this notion that when people want to invest, foreign investors want to build in your country, put their money into your country. Why are you putting, you know, what are you, why are you, why are you tripping them? Let them work. I'm not saying give them the keys to, to whatever they want and tax breaks. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying let them invest. Stop trying to prevent them investing. This makes no sense to me. And Chloe, maybe you can shed some light on, because I, I think Roma's stadium problems have probably been highlighted more than everybody else just because it's been going on for so damn long. But what are some of the problems Fiorentina have been running into? Well, the the option the option A that they they wanted was uh, to redevelop the Frankie, which which makes sense. You know the the I know some of the locals say there's not enough parking and blah blah blah, but you can you can work with that. You can build and create more space for for access and things like that. It's it's on a bus route. It's right next to the Campo di Marti train station. It's not like Stadio Olimpico where it's really oh. hard to get to and back from yeah good luck getting to that in a taxi <laughs> um, yeah. bring your walking shoes everybody yeah jesus yeah i've i've experienced that myself and it's a long terrible walk. terrible um but yeah it, it so they want they want to redevelop with frankie but it, it's a very um specific uh example of art deco architecture the the architect nervy is an, an expert in concrete um, they've got these um, special staircases that go up to the top of the curva that are really a unique feature. So they're, they're blocking any kind of redevelopment of the stadium, which, OK, I get it, but it's crumbling and falling down. Like It's just in such a state. And what would you rather have? Would you rather have? It's the same with the Stadio Flaminio in in Rome. What would you rather have? Something that's crumbling and falling down, but oh, it's an example of architecture. It's an abandoned stadium with weeds growing all around it. Or would you prefer to keep, say, in Florence, the um, Maratona Tower and build uh, around it with the bring the curves nearer to the pitch? you know, modern facilities, a brand new stadium with some original features 
and still keep the hub of the community where it is, the local businesses, the, you know, everything that everybody's been used to. You're still preserving that history, but, you know, you've got to you've got to move forward. What's the point of having a so-called listed building if it's going falling down? And, you know, once it's been abandoned, the council are not going to pay to renovate it because they're not generating any income from it. Um, yeah, and you know they're not they're not uh, they're also not allowing Fiorentina to build in in um in another area of the city either. So it's like, well, what do you want? Totally it, I mean, it's like it reminds me of that film when well, I can't remember which film it was when he's screaming at his girlfriend. What do you want? <laughs> Tell me yeah. what you do want. And yeah, it's like no, it's just be concrete. No, no, it's it's ridiculous, and it's holding Italian football back. And it's and, and like I said, like exactly like you said, no one's saying that we should that they should give them, you know, give them a carte blanche to do what they want and tear down historical landmarks. That's not what we're saying. What we're saying is let them work with them and not against them. And and, yeah. it, and it, modern it, it, modern architects can incorporate history yes, very very well into the buildings. Of course they can. I mean, the um, Stadio Philadelphia in Torino, which is where um, the Grandi Torino team used to play, and they've now made it into a kind of training ground and a facility right. for the youth yep. team. They've they've kept some of the uh, original features, the original steps in the corner of the building, um, but still rebuilt a modern, it's like 4,000 seater. Um, and it's a great, great facility. They've got um, tributes all to the to the players of the Grande Torino team. There's a museum inside. It's fantastic. So you know that's what needs to happen with Fiorentina and and Inter and Roma. Yes, and, every, and, and everybody and, else. Yes, every. Single I mean, one how one crazy Napoli is it? too. Napoli. Yeah, I, I mean, mean Atalanta. A... Atalanta own their own stadium, and they're they're miles ahead in terms of their business model than their Udinese. giant. Udinese. Yeah, they're giant rivals, Milan and Inter. It's absolutely It's ridiculous. Bad. It's absolutely ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Okay. Um, what else? Atalanta good, Roma bad. No, 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 no. You don't get away because I don't get away. Uh, we need to talk about. I mean, as much as Roma sucked yesterday, and they sucked, they were only beaten in suckiness by by Inter, who decided to commit. Footballing suicide, as Inter always do every now and again, which Antonio Conte was brought in to, to, to cure. But it turns out, as the old English adage goes, you can't make chicken soup with chicken shit. <laughs> ten, years, ten years later on, we're still playing with Ranocchia, Candreva, Gagliardini. <sighs> you know, and, 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 we, and D'Ambrosio, and we wonder why nothing good comes of it. It's like, it's, it's like it turns out that the chef... No matter who you have as a chef, you have to also have good produce for him to cook something. It doesn't matter who the coach is. If it's the reincarnation of Helenio Herrera or the love child of Helenio Herrera, Klopp, Ancelotti, Capello, Sacchi that turns up at Apiano Gentile, Roberto Gagliardini is never going to be Daniele De Rossi. Uh, Andrea Ranocchia is never going to be Alessandro Nesta. Danilo D'Ambrosia is never going to be whatever it is he's trying to be now, or the good version of that. It's never going to be good. It's never going to sort itself out. And this is incredibly frustrating to watch because everyone who, who every Inter fan in the world who was watching that game yesterday was in was fuming, and we saw this coming before it happened. And the guy who's paid 11 million euros a year net didn't. 
Antonio Conte, and that's what pisses me off to no end with Conte, is that he seems to be in this situation that a lot of Inter coaches, when they're in this situation, end up in. This kind of shell-shocked. They don't get it, so they don't do anything, and they end up losing not only points, but also their jobs. And this is where we are now. Conte needs to sort himself out. This is We're entering into a very dangerous moment now. I've seen this movie so many times before. If he doesn't get a grip on this, Inter is unstable. It can, de- it can escalate quickly and fastly and turn into a living nightmare unless he's on top of it. And I hope he is. It seems Marotta is, but mm, I, I, I mean, what do you guys make of it? To me, that was football suicide. Complete football suicide. I think Conte is great when things are going his way, but when they're not, he is like a big child. You know, I just, I think that he gets, he likes to blame others as well for his own mistakes a lot. Um, He doesn't, he, he doesn't really take ownership and, yeah, it's it's difficult. Well, I guess we all knew that there there could be because Conte is volatile, because Inter are volatile. There could be a moment where it blows up, and it's getting there, isn't it? I mean, when he said yesterday, what he said yesterday is really important. He said everyone is under question. Everyone has to prove that them that, that they are worthy of being at Inter, myself included. That to me, because he is that that of a, that kind of a child, like you say. He could he could resign if it doesn't go his way. Oh, that is absolutely, who, absolutely. Like that is that is. Let's not you know that's not him getting sacked. It wouldn't surprise me one second if he just went. You know what? I'm done. I'm out. Well, he didn't exactly walk out of Juve on good terms, yeah. did he? Yeah, he didn't get one. He tore the base, so he threw a hissy fit. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh, but I mean, <laughs> well, remember, remember, yes, he I thought remember. they weren't investing for the Champions League. So, what does he do? He hands in his resignation and he goes on Juve TV and says, "Oh, by the way, I quit." <laughs> so, I, I mean, this hey, guy is is crazy. He's a man um, child. He's a man child. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, well, whatever. I, I mean, from selfishly, I'd rather be in the position Inter are in than what Roma are in. Yeah, so and, and I completely understand. We don't have that. another hour and a half for me to discuss that because I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll cry, I'll weep a little bit, and I'll end up in the fetal position. <laughs> no, I understand <laughs> that. I just want to, I just want to, you know, having said that, I want to pay tribute to. Uh, Napoli's first goal. How many passes was that in the team before that before that uh, cross came in? Yeah, I mean, that, uh, that was beautiful football. What is what is Gattuso? What is Gattuso building here? I mean, seriously, this is looking good. Damn good. Yeah. Which is really weird because if you would have posed the question, would you swap Ancelotti for for Gattuso <laughs> before the season, you'd be like, no. Whatever you're smoking, pass it this way. Well, this season has surprised us on so many ways. Yeah, 2020 yeah, yeah, is yeah. a different one. It's, it's 2020 is different in all in every single way. All the nothing is normal in 2020, to put it that way. Yes. Well, the bubonic plague is back, so hopefully that gets me before <laughs> Roma have to play again. Um, if I don't make it, Chloe and Nima will be here next week to discuss everything as usual. Um, if you could continue to subscribe. Leave us reviews, all that great stuff. It really, really helps us. So uh, we'll be back next week. Thank you, as always, for listening, everybody. So until then, take care. Bye-bye.